Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun, weekending hit of sport for Friday, the 22nd of October. Today, Wayne Bennett whacks the Broncos as he's unveiled as the coach of the Dolphins. New South Wales looks to piss off Victorian revheads and how a podcast has led to one of Australia's great cricketers being immortalised in bronze. But first... Or in the case of the AFL, no vaccine, no football. Every AFL and AFLW player and staff member will need to be vaccinated by February or simple, they won't be able to play or train. The league has announced a staggered state-by-state deadline for players to get their COVID jabs. The majority, of course, have already come forward and are double-dosed, but the AFL concedes not every player will comply to their mandate. The policy released by the AFL yesterday afternoon in conjunction with the AFL Players Association strongly encouraged all players in the AFL industry to be vaccinated as soon as they are practically able to do so and explained that the policy will allow the sport the opportunity Opportunity to recover from the COVID-19 interrupted seasons over the past two years. What if I say no? The AFL and the Players Association did acknowledge that vaccinations are individual choices and so the policy outlines what happens should a player not choose to get the vaccine without a relevant medical exemption. What are they going to do to me, Sarge? What are they going to do? Well, basically, the club has two options. Since you'll be unable to fulfil your contractual obligations to the club, they can either transfer you to the inactive player list and pay you 25% of your salary until either you get the vaccination or the policy is removed, or they can sack you. You must Master of the house, darling out the charm. It's official. The NRL's master coach has found a new house. Yeah, I feel uh, very privileged, actually. At the start of the season, I had no idea this would happen, none at all whatsoever. So it's been quite a journey and... Um, Pleased to be back in Brisbane. I'm pleased to be here. Wayne Bennett was officially unveiled yesterday as the inaugural coach of the NRL 17th franchise, the Dolphins, who entered the league in 2023. 71-year-old Bennett has signed a four-year deal to lead the Dolphins into the league in a little over 12 months' time. And he took the opportunity yesterday at the press conference to stress that despite having won six premierships as the coach of the Brisbane Broncos, he is all about the Dolphins moving forward. You know, I'll make a point to you all here today uh, my time with the Broncos is over. I'm here at Redcliffe, the Dolphins, and I want them to be the best club. Um, and I'm not going to be looking over my shoulder at any, at any other club in the NRL. I'm glad we've got that out of the way. Now Wayne can focus on the task at hand, which is to actually put a team together. Yeah, well, look, you've got a $9.5 million salary cap and, you know, you know you've got to get some marquee players, so that'll be our priority to get those and build the other players around them. But the question is, where will he get those players from? And should his previous employer, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, be concerned about Wayne wooing some of his former Chargers North? And before I play this next bit, just remember what Wayne said moments ago about his time at the Broncos being over and see if you can pick up the couple of clips he gives his former club on the way through. Go and have a look at the clubs I've coached at and go and have a look at how many players I've taken from the club that I left. And if you look at you know, at South Sydney, for example, um, you know, Jaden Silver and... Um, Pat Mago were both cast out by the Broncos. The Broncos didn't want him. You know, Darius Boyd followed me for a decade because the Broncos didn't want him. I have no history of taking major players from any club. <laughs> I am already salivating at this first all-Brisbane clash in 2023. But when he sees the chequered flag, he knows that he's the number one in Albert Park today. It's Valtteri Bottas who wins the Australian Grand Prix. 
distance. Feels like a lifetime since Valtteri Bottas took the chequered flag at the 2019 Australian Grand Prix in Melbourne. Of course, it was the cancellation of the 2020 Grand Prix that marked the beginning of COVID ruining the Australian sporting calendar. And sadly, the much-anticipated 2021 race was also cancelled because the Victorian government was unable to provide Formula One with the necessary guarantees they needed to host the race. So you can only imagine how bloody excited everyone must be when the race finally gets to happen again. But that Victorian-based excitement might be short-lived. Sydney, start your engines. New South Wales is considering a bold bid to steal the Formula One Grand Prix from Melbourne. Well, this should do wonders for the relationship between Australia's two biggest cities. This is all about making New South Wales greater. Seven News can reveal sensitive high-level talks are underway to investigate whether or not Sydney would be able to host the race after Melbourne's contract expires in 2025. Channel 7's Alex Hart confirming that senior ministers in the New South Wales government are looking at a possible Monaco-style street circuit. But sadly, racing across the Harbour Bridge itself has been ruled out due to safety concerns. Yo, yo, y'all feeling cautious? Finally today, I want to be a little self-indulgent and show you the power of podcasts. When he took over Australian cricket and he had to crack the whip, and no wives and he got the nickname Captain Grumpy, but he, he went through it all. An Australian cricket... You know, you look at the side that he developed and the way that the captains after that inherited and, you know, the great side, but it all started with Alan Borden. That is Sir Ian Botham speaking on the Howie Games podcast, a cracking show that if you enjoyed the scorecard, you'll almost certainly love the Howie Games. You can check it out on the listener app. But it's that very interview and more specifically this next comment that has started a movement. You know, I've always said there should be a bronze statue of AB outside every cricket ground in Australia. And that comment from the man they call Beefy about the man they call Captain Grumpy planted a seed in the mind of former Queensland Australian of the Year, David Connery, who, while listening to the interview, thought... Connery explained to the Australian's Robert Craddock that after hearing the interview, he agreed that Border deserved at least one statue, so he made some phone calls that resulted in an organising committee being formed. It included Botham, Shane Warne and Powderfinger frontman Bernard Fanning. And after raising $150,000 and getting the necessary approvals from the Queensland government, an idea that was born on a humble podcast will ultimately become a reality when, on December 7th, ahead of the first Ashes Test in Brisbane, a statue of the great Alan Border will be unveiled outside the Gabba. Well played, Alan Border, once again. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport to wrap up your week. Don't forget, tomorrow it's the famous Cox Plate at Mooney Valley where Zaki will jump the favourite and the Matildas will play on home soil for the first time in almost 600 days when they take on Brazil in a friendly at Combank Stadium in Sydney. So there's plenty on. Enjoy your weekend of sport. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you Monday for another edition of The Scorecard. Listener.